Welcome back, OSB Sports Podcast. Well, it's August, ladies and gentlemen. We're excited. We got NFL football on Thursday. Uh, this show is powered by OnlineSportsBet.com. I'm sitting here with my co-host, Mr. Ted Brooks from uh, Sports Profit, and we're going to be getting into a couple interesting uh, topics today. We'll be breaking down the Thursday night game, of course, and we have a couple interest interesting things going on. Ted? What's going on, my friend? What's happening, Tommy? Missed you last week. Glad to yeah, be back this yeah. week. It's just me and you this week. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to carry the show here. We'll have some other guests back next week. Um, well, listen, we got football here starting on Thursday, and uh, I, I think there's a lot of opportunity in NFL if you look for the right type of teams to play and, and coaches that have shown uh, some success over the years. But we're going to be looking at three topics here. We're going to be breaking down the Jet Browns game, Hall of Fame game Thursday. Uh, we're going to be talking about what teams, what coaches have done well over the years in preseason football. There is a trend. And then we're going to be talking about, you know, f from a handicapping standpoint, what makes a good handicapping customer and what makes a good handicapper advising clients. So let's start off. What do you think of this? Uh, what do you think of this game Thursday night, Jets Browns. So, uh, good question. Now, what I'm gonna be looking at here is a couple things. Uh, I'm gonna be talking about trends, just like you said. There really are trends, Tommy, uh, for betting preseason football, and those trends have changed post-COVID because obviously pre-COVID, you had four games. Post-COVID, now you're only looking at three, three games. So back in the day, it was always the third game. The third game it was the game for starters to stay in uh, as much as possible and to really uh, showcase what they got. Now it's a little bit different. Using some trends, I'm going to be looking at this Jets-Browns game and a couple trends that I'm going to look at. So when I look at coaching, like you, like you said, I look at coaches – that are that like to win in the preseason. Now, you got to be careful with first-year coaches because a lot of times what will happen is a first-year coach will really want to win, but then after that first year, he doesn't really care much about the preseason. And then, of course, you have your coaches that care about the preseason every year. So when I look at Robert Sala, he can, this is his third year. His first year, he did very well in the preseason. He went 2-0. Uh, second year, preseason, 3-0. and So I look at that, and it shows me that he, he looks like he's the type of coach that likes to win in the preseason. Then I look at Cleveland's coach, first year, 3-0. and Second year, 1-2. and So the Cleveland coach probably looks like the type of coach that maybe doesn't really care as much. So I look at coaches, number one. I look at QB depth, number two. We all know Aaron Rodgers is a starting quarterback for the Jets. Probably won't be getting much well, playing time. Well, both coaches already announced that they're not going to put their right. starters or veterans in this Correct. game. So that's already established. Correct. So the depth is what's important here. And I look at two players. I look at Zach Wilson. He's second-string quarterback. He wants to show some some performance here. You know, he just he lost his job to Aaron Rodgers. And I look at the fourth-string quarterback, Chris Strivler, who last year in preseason went 24 for 33, 
277 yards, five touchdowns, one interception. And when I look at that coaching and QB depth for the Jets, it makes me like the Jets. I got to agree. First of all, the line is one and a half right now. I looked at BetMGM and FanDuel. So the Jets are one and a half favorite. Totals 33 and a half. First few weeks of NFL, the lines are going to be tight between one and three. Couple interesting stats I pulled up. Last five games, the Jets are five and zero on the under, seven and zero. It's it's a it's basically their trend is under. Uh, the Browns are six and one their last seven games under. But I think they're going to put up points on this game. I mean, Rodgers is not going to play. But hey, let's face it, a win is a win. So I think they're going to want to put up points. Uh, the Jets, I'm going to lay the one and a half as well, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to lean towards the over. I, I think in the fourth quarter, it could get a little sloppy. You could get some interceptions here. You're going to have third, fourth string people in there. They are going to make mistakes. So that's going to definitely help the over. So I wouldn't put a hell of a lot onto this game, but I'm going to lay the one and a half with the Jets, and, and I'm going to go over uh, for the cover. Yeah, it's not a big money game at all, but it's a low total, right? Thirty-three and a half, thirty-four, depending on where you're where you're looking. It's a very low total, and it's hard not to go over. I'm personally not putting any money on this total. No. I am going to put some money on the Jets because of those factors that I talked about before. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's low, so it's it's not a bad bet to go ahead. And bet that that over for yeah, sure. There are guys going to be fighting for their for their spots there. So I think the over is is a conservative way to go. Uh, the following week, there's going to be a full board of NFL, and then we'll be talking about that on next week's show. And there'll be more obviously opportunity. There's just one girl in town, pardon the expression, on Thursday night. So uh, yeah, Jets and over, I'd say, is a pretty safe safe way to roll. Uh, but as far as Coaches that want to win in preseason. There are coaches that that will admit that a game is a game. They want to win regardless of its preseason, regular season. Then there are coaches that will say, uh, I don't really care. I'm just looking to start the regular season. Now, I don't, I'm sure you've looked at this. The Ravens coach has an unbelievable record yeah. in preseason football. Yeah. Harbaugh, I mean, this guy is just a complete machine, it seems. Last six seasons undefeated in preseason. I mean, how do you figure? Now, that's not ATS. That's that's win-loss record. 18-0 win-loss, 15-3 ATS. You did your homework there, Ted. Here's the thing. The reason why, you got you to gotta remember, Mitt, uh, to, you, you know, you got to remember, Tommy, the, the, um, the record... And the, the line in a preseason game is always going to be one, two, it's or gonna, three. It's going to be one to three so points. So if a team wins the game, chances are they'll cover chances the are they're going to cover the spread. Exactly. Right? So when you look at win-loss records versus ATS records, you're going to see that they're going to be pretty similar. Maybe off by a little bit. You might have a two-point two point spread. The team wins by, by one, something like that. But for the most part, they're going to be pretty close. So, yeah. Uh, John John Harbaugh, safe bet, I guess you could say. Impeccable. Um, uh, and then and then you look at the Sean McDermott for Buffalo. He's pretty sharp, also in preseason football. He is. And and uh, you know Buffalo plays plays next week, but uh, there are definitely coaches that treat every game 
like a like a regular game. I mean, if you look at good old Bill Belichick, he has an impressive record also in in uh, preseason football. I don't think the Patriots are going to really factor this year. But uh, and also Josh McDaniels for the Raiders, he's undefeated. 4-0 in preseason football. And I think the up-and-comer, Tommy, here is Robert Sala, like we were talking about before. 5-0. He's 5-0 right now. Now, an interesting little tidbit about Bill Belichick. I brought some stuff. For everyone that's watching this podcast that's taking their time to see us, I want to give you guys some stuff. I'm sure Tommy does, too. We want to leave you with some tools, even if you're not a paying client, even if you're not a, a daily follower of the free picks. At least you're going to get a few tools from this show to take with you and bet the preseason bill belichick when he faces a team in the preseason that he also faces in the regular season that same season very well i would say put your money with him every single time so look at the patriots schedule if they're playing someone in the pre and i haven't even gone that far into it but if they are playing someone in the preseason that they're playing in the regular season also i put your money with bill yeah, I mean, once again, you, you have coaches that have done just horrible in preseason and then do really, really good in, in the regular season. Uh, once you get to week three, then I don't think any coach wants to really have a loss going. Into, I've always looked at it. You don't want to have a loss going into the regular season. But it, it'll be interesting to see what trends. I think some veterans would play in the game two and game three. I mean, it would be interesting to see when they put Rodgers in. They say they're not going to play him on, on the game on Thursday, but I'm sure he's going to take some snaps during preseason. I have another interesting trend for you, Tommy. All right. So um, you talked about 0-3, teams not wanting to go 0-3, right. right? So there's a trend around that. So when you have a team that's oh, and this is just for the last two years because now there's three games. When you have a team that's 0-2 facing a team that's 2-0 and preseason, in that third game, the 0-2 team wins and covers about 70% of the time. That's, that's an so interesting that's proof, stat. That's, that's interesting. proof that that team really doesn't want to go no. 0-3 in that preseason game. And one more trend for you. I brought a bunch. When, when a team is playing in the regular season and the preseason, you go with the dog in the under in – the preseason because that coach does not want to show his cards to that team that he's going to be playing in the regular season in a game that counts. Hey, this is good stuff to note, and uh, we'll see how these trends actually play out as the next few weeks uh, uh, come about And here. if you guys want to bet preseason, one more thing I would look at is QB depth. Look at the, the third string and look at the second string. But look at the third string and the fourth string quarterback. So when, when you're comparing two teams to bet in the preseason, the two biggest checkboxes, in my opinion, are coaching and quarterback depth. Whoever wins in those two categories is going to have a 65 or better percent chance of winning and covering that game. Well, this is good stuff there, uh, Teddy. And let's see how everything uh, pans out as the next few weeks uh, kick in here. But I wanted to talk about, you know, we are in the picks business, both of us, and we've been in the handicapping, you know, arena for many, many years. And uh, two topics here that I want to go over here. What makes a good handicapping client? 
because you can give the best advice to someone, you could give someone a great record, are they gonna follow what you're you know, advising them to do? Uh, just from my personal standpoint, I think that the sports betting right now has turned into like the Wild West. And I'm not gonna blame the sports books, but you gotta really, you know, they're, they're definitely one of the reasons why this has become just a total casino. There's just so much stuff out there that you can bet on. I spoke to a guy the other day, and he goes, yeah, uh, Tommy, I just lost all my money on table tennis. I go, what? He goes, yeah, I bet on table tennis, FanDuel, I could watch the, uh, the actual, t it's ping pong. I go, where the hell are these matches? Or, or he goes, I have no idea. I think China, maybe Russia. So this is a guy that knows absolutely nothing about table tennis. On like a, a, a Tuesday afternoon morning, this guy bet his whole account on table tennis. So you're talking degeneracy here. I mean, total degeneracy here. A lot of players right now are just treating this like a total casino, all right? And, and they're betting parlays. They're, they're just they're betting everything on one big game. Uh, they're not going to make money doing it this way. So I don't know what you're coming across, but I, I'm just seeing rampant, rampant, just total craziness, what people are doing right now. Are they really looking to make money? I'd have to question. Yeah. I mean, this is a topic, Tommy, that I could talk about yeah. for hours, we for both days, could. We for both weeks, could. We right? Both We've could. been doing this for a long yeah. time. What I would say, uh, you know, you got to, I kind of got to pick and choose because otherwise we're going to be here for five hours. But I would say players that are just getting started, um, one thing that you have to have is you have to have depth in your bankroll and you have to have longevity. I'll talk to people and they'll say, hey, Teddy, I, I want to bet you know, 500 a game. I want to work with you. I get people that DM me saying, hey, I, I want to bet 500 a game. I want to be a serious player. I want to work with you. And um, come to find out, these guys are saying they want to bet 500 a game. They have $500 to bet with, right? So they're basically coming to us and, and they want to bet their entire bankroll on one game. So that's, that's number one. You got to plan and strategize your bankroll. Um, we are better than the public as far as our games and what we do, but we're not gods, right? We're not predictors of the future. So we're going to have losses, and you got to be able to sustain those losses to enjoy the winning. And if you can't, then you're going to have a bad taste in your mouth about us as an advisor when it's really not our fault. And then the other thing is uh, just control. Like you said, people... People, I'll, I'll give a story. I, I had a player, he reached out to me maybe a month ago, not a long time ago, and he said, hey, Teddy, I have uh, $15,000 to bet with, right? Uh, I want to bet about, I, I want you to tell me what to do. I want you to help me. I've been betting for a couple years now. I can't seem to get anywhere. So we were betting about $500 to $1,000 per game, and I had this player up about three or 4000 over a couple weeks, nothing crazy, slow and steady, just picking a few games a week. Very, I'm cautious. If anyone's curious, when I when I work with bigger clients, I don't just throw three games a day. Um, so we were up about four thousand, let's call it. So so now this this gentleman, you know, started with fifteen thousand dollar bankroll, up four thousand. He calls me actually while I'm in the Keys on vacation. With uh, I can hear the 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 
the, almost the tears in his voice. And he was he said, Teddy, I don't know what to do. I'm out of money. Yep. I have no money to bet with. Yeah. It's not your fault. I love what you're doing for me. What, what do we do? And he had paid me. And I know he didn't ask me, but I know he was waiting for me to say, well, let me send you back the money that you paid me um, and we can work with that. But, you know, I just said, I don't know what I could do for you. This is why I tell my players, you know, don't be stupid. And what he what he blew it on was uh, UFC. He just bet a bunch of UFC yeah. in one yeah. night, blew like 10K on UFC in one night. Uh, and so that's number one is is manage your bankroll, play within your means, play with what you can afford to lose. Um, and, and prepare for the droughts. If you want to enjoy the good times, you have to be able to get through the bad times, the old saying goes. And, of course, stay away from parlays. Yeah, you got to have self-control. Like I always say, you, do you want to run this like a business or do you want to run it like a casino? If you run it like a casino, you know the casino is going to get the best of you. But what i finding is, I'll use just any example, there might be a, a baseball game going off at 6.05. I'll get a text, Tommy, the game's going off in 10 minutes. Who, who do you like? Well, what's to say that that's even a good game to bet on? Is it a good number? Is there any trends? When a guy texts me, Tommy, the game's going off in 10 minutes. I, I got to get my action in. That's a guy that's just a total degenerate because he's just betting anything that he can get his hands on. You got to pick your spots here. I bet numbers. I don't bet games. You know, on 1 o'clock on a Sunday NFL, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to have something. But I think a lot of players are betting every game at 1 o'clock. Yeah. And they're putting it in a parlay. And it's just lunacy what's going on out there. you got to treat this like a business. you got to play the same on each game. If you pick up X amount of net winners in the end of the week, you're going to make money. Uh, it's, we could say it all day long. Is, are people going to listen to you? That's a whole nother story, uh, you know, but a lot of players are looking to make the big hit overnight, and it's just not going to happen. I don't know if you agree. I would say about 5 to 10% of my clients actually listen to me. I would and, say that's a, a, and, it's a and, good number. And stay, and stay away yeah. and, and, and are careful. And listen, that's, that's part of what I like. To, I mean, I like to leave people with a, a, to become a better, better than they were when they started, knowing to cut back on their bets, knowing to not bet as much, knowing for me a big thing is teaching people that you don't have to bet these big primetime games, Monday night football, exactly. Thursday night football. It's like people have to bet these games, and usually there's less value in those games than most, uh, uh, uh. Than most games. Uh, there's even like champion like the super bowl i don't bet the super that, that, bowl that, i don't advise on the super that, bowl that's the classic example yeah. the super bowl everyone obviously loves the super bowl it might not be a good betting game right but it every, usually isn't it, it no it usually isn't i and tell people play squares play, it, play, it, have it, some it, fun it, you know? exactly so you know you, you have to come into this market with realistic expectations all right you pick more winners and losers you, you play the same on each game. You stay off the parlays. You're gonna make a couple of bucks. It's 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 uh it's a uh, you know it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It is a marathon, and people don't have that mentality. Yeah. Now, go flipping it around. You mentioned the sports book. So yeah, I do blame the sports books. I blame the people that are marketing for the sports books. You 
you, you know, you meet you meet these people at these conventions. I know we've both been to them, sure. and they're all about you know protecting the player yeah. and, and protecting the player's safety. But at the end of the day, they want the player to lose, and that's why they're advertising these parlays. That's why they're advertising the type of bets. Now, don't get me wrong, the legalization and the new sports books have brought some good things to sports betting. For one, like back in the day, you really couldn't find lines on a first quarter football game in the preseason, right? Now that FanDuel and DraftKings and MGM are all here and they're offering these things, the Vegas casinos need to compete and keep up. So now you're seeing the Vegas casinos offering first quarter NFL preseason, which is a good bet. It's a, it's a, especially when you get deeper into the preseason, first quarter is a good bet. So there are some good things about these new sports books, but the way they market is 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 selling a dream and then you have handicappers and i'm sure you've seen them on you more not as much youtube but especially on instagram i see them more than anywhere else that are marketing the fact that they hit crazy numbers on no, parlays with no proof not going to mention names but there's one guy he's out there he's 99 and one i yeah. mean you know 99 and one and uh, what I hear his tactic is when you do join his service, he's going to give you a minus 500 money line bet, right. which is crazy to bet that. If you don't know what that means, you've got to lay five to one on your hundred dollars to, to risk, uh, uh, risk 500 to win 100. So, yeah, there should be a crackdown on people saying they're 99 and one. Uh, and I'm really surprised in this day of age people believe that. But uh, maybe everyone's looking for a dream or, or something. Uh, but yeah, in the end of the day, you got to treat this like any other business. Uh, another thing that's really going to mess people up is this live betting. Live betting was originally put out to hedge yourself if you have maybe a bad bet and you could hedge yourself with a live wager. But there were people sitting there with their cell phone making a wager every 30 seconds. And with this micro-betting that's going to kick in now, where you could literally bet within innings or every pitch, I mean, I don't know. I, I think there is some good that you said about the legalization, but it's going to be a lot of guys just totally just totally burying themselves Yeah. in the end of the day here. I mean, you got to... Most definitely. Yeah, you got to have self-control. Most definitely. And coming back to, like, to RN, I think something that you do, something that I do, um, something that he's not here, but something that Scotty does is, in my opinion, someone who is doing what we do, when, when you're putting it on social media, you should be giving something for free. There are like, like we all give free games every right? day. I don't want to, I, I get a little plug right now, nine and one in my last 10 hey, free games. Listen. Um, but I know of people that have never paid my company that have been following me for years that are up money just on my free games. And for me, that's really big. It's really, really big. There are companies out there that talk about what they do, but they don't give anything for free in the only way that you can get it. And I'm not saying everything should be free either. I'm not saying that if you're not, if you're making money with somebody, you shouldn't pay them. But I think, you know, people out there on social media, once again, especially Instagram, that have these profiles where they are standing in front of Lamborghinis and, and Ferraris and they, you know, they have the, the AP on their wrist or the paddock on their wrist and who knows if it's real or not, who knows if the car is rented or not. 
and they don't really talk about sports on their page. They don't break down games. They don't talk about games. All they do is show wealth. And to me, it's like people fall for that too. So it's like whose fault is it? Is it the handy? You know, it's it's a it's a free country, free speech. I can go on 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 social media and take a car and crash it into a wall and say, hey, I have so much money that I'm going to crash this $300,000 car into a wall and I don't even care. I can do whatever I want. But to me, why do people pay? Why do you think people pay guys on social media that don't show anything about sports and just show wealth? Well, I'm not going to mention names here, but that same Kappa that says he's 99-1, and he was also dating this really hot model. Oh, I know who you're talking about She's six feet tall, not an ounce of body fat on her. He's 5'5". Now, come on now. He's not scoring this woman. No no goddamn way. Traveling to Cabo, Mexico, and all that. Sitting front seat on uh, front row in Lake again. Oh, you're giving away who it is, Well, Tommy. I mean, listen, I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I'm not here to defend. <laughs> I'm, I'm not looking to get a lawsuit. But, I mean, come on, people. Wake up. Treat this like a business. And he's not, in my opinion, <laughs> he's not even the worst. And here's why. He actually has some some proven wins, some 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 big underdog wins, some some uh, future bets that he's won. Um, so he's actually ca- I'm talking about guys that it's just like you can't see anything on their page about about betting, about like actually winning a game. Who knows what they actually do with their day? Like like when you go to like you see we're here, we're talking about sports, we're breaking things down. We have notes, we have the work that we put exactly, into this. Exactly. And there's people that do this that do not put an ounce of work into it. All they do is market on social media and they get paid. And who the hell knows what people are paying them for? They could have a date. They could do something completely different and spend 20 minutes a day making a social media post. And besides that, not do anything else related to sports betting, and you're paying them. Well, it's not good for the business, not good for the industry. Yeah, we got the football season coming up. My only suggestion is if you're going to come on board, treat this like a business. Absolutely. Have a bankroll, you know, risk 5% of your bankroll every single day. Don't swing for the fences. All right, there's going to be losses in between. And uh, if you do things right, we'll squeak out net winners. One one more story, Mitch, uh, and and it just goes on expectations. So when you have all these social media guys saying all this crazy stuff, people's expectations are very high. And you got to be realistic. So I had a client one time betting about 1000 bucks a game. Nice guy at first. Um, We went... 8-0 in our first eight games that we played. And this guy was loving it. Everything was great. And then in the next seven games, we went 3-4. and So now we're sitting with a record of 11-4. and He quit because we went 3-4 and in those last seven games. Totally expectations, totally just skewed and wrong. Sports sports bettors are superstitious people in nature. I've had situations where you'll go 6-0, 7-0, you'll lose your next game, and you're right, guys disappear. Uh, It's a strange business, but, you know, in the end of the day, you got to treat it like a business because if you're risking hard-earned money, and that's why I don't recommend playing on credit with local bookies because you're betting with money you don't have. Before you know it, you're in the hole, four, five, six, seven thousand dollars. You don't want some guy knocking at your door. So play with a legal book, 
deposit what you could afford to risk. You'll get a bonus, and you got a shot. If you're going to be doing stuff on credit, uh, it's not going to end well. Uh, uh, you know, I'll agree with you there 70% of the time. I have seen people, I uh, won't mention names, but I have seen people really get their start by playing on credit. I've seen guys that really just didn't have the cash in the bank, and they started playing credit, and they were able to use that money that they made to really springboard their sports betting careers. But if you don't have the information and you don't know what you're doing, you could get. it's just like life. I mean, if you use credit, if you start a business and you use credit to fund that business and the business doesn't get that good, quick jump start, you're going to be in trouble if you start. So, yeah, I mean, for the most part, but right now with the legalization, absolutely. I mean, you have the ability to open up multiple uh, sports books, shop the lines. You know, one thing about the guys that offer the credit, the, the bookies, as they're called, usually their lines aren't that great. And no. Now you have uh, you have the ability to shop the lines with all these sports books, especially especially like Caesars and MGM and and Win and Bet Rivers. You know, FanDuel. I've noticed their their lines aren't that great. I know you're a FanDuel fan, but I I tend to think that they don't feel the need to be competitive with their lines. Well, I think this was a good topic to go over. Uh, we're both, where can people find you, Teddy? Where, where's the best place to find you? So if you want to, uh, like I said, nine and one in the last 10 games, go to the underscore profits underscore pick on Instagram. You could also go to our YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash at the sports profits, or you could go to the sports just our website, um, hop on board, you know, make some money with the, with the free games. If you can, if the free games hit a bad stretch and don't do so well, don't judge us strictly on that. That doesn't mean that we're not good at what we do. They do hit some cold streaks once in a while. Right now we're on a hot streak. We hope it continues moving into the football season. I'm excited, Tommy, about uh, 100%. I mean, it all kicks in now. A lot of opportunity early in the season, uh, is when you want to be involved. The lines are not tight yet. So I think the first few weeks of NFL, especially college football, you can catch some uh, good numbers there. And uh, if you want a couple of my free picks, you could check me out on Instagram, OSB underscore sports. My YouTube is OSB dash sports. Or check out my website, onlinesportsbet.com. We put up multiple articles, videos daily. Yeah, um, and and just to look into the future, we have some college football future predictions for conferences and 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 playoff uh, situations that we're going to be talking about. I'm a college football guy. I I do okay in the NFL, but I do much better in college. Uh, I like following programs. I like following coaches. That's why the preseason could be good. So excited about the next couple of weeks. Now this is the time of the year to do it. Uh, we'll be back next week with another OSB podcast. You could find this show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you check your uh, podcasts. This is Tommy D signing off. Let's cash some tickets. We'll be back next week.